0: Welcome back everybody. This is Weight Loss in the Mind. Think Fit, Be Fit. I'm your host Scott Patton. Joining us as usual is Mia St. Obey. Hey Mia, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing Scott? I'm doing wonderful. Um, <laughs> I I heard that there were storms raging through uh, Uh New New York and uh, Ottawa was going to get a huge dump and the Maritimes were going to get 100 kilometer an hour winds and I'm here on the West Coast where it should be pouring rain and there's not a cloud in the sky and we're just like, (laughs) it's, you know, it's kind of like you know it's coming, you know it's coming, yeah. and we've had two false starts where we had this little storm come in, dump a bit of rain, and I thought, okay, next four months, rain, and two or three days later, it cleared right up, and then it happened again, and,
1: and mm-hmm. now we're
0: just going, wow, hmm.
1: Well, it is coming, because it turned winter overnight over here, and we had a huge dump of snow, and my my dog, Freddie got to see snow for the first time, so Probably the only entertaining thing about it right now because I still
0: have my winter tires on. Uh, Cool.
1: Every year, same thing. Can't complain. You live in Canada.
0: What are you going to do? That's right. That's right. (laughs) And the poor poor New Yorkers, they've just been suffering this year. It looks like Macy's Thanksgiving parade could be canceled because the winds uh, could be too high for them to have the balloons. So that would be really sad. Oh, that is a drag. Well, fingers crossed. That's right. So we want to talk a little bit about sugar because one of the problems people have, of course, is they start craving this sugar and it's as addictive as heroin. So, Mm -hmm. in fact, I have a chiropractor that I go to, I've been going to for the last year. um, And every Halloween, he buys back Halloween candy for a dollar a pound and then last year he did it for the first time and he was just gonna throw it out because he just thought the sugar was so bad and one of his uh, patients had asked him what are you gonna do with it and when he told him he was gonna throw it out the patient said well you know there's this group in downtown Vancouver that works with homeless and uh, drug addicts and stuff like that and they use candy To help people get off of heroin and crack cocaine, because the hit that they get from the from the sugar is so similar to the hit that they get from heroin, and so it's I guess it's better to be addicted to sugar than to be addicted to heroin. (laughs) Start, that's for sure. Uh, So that's what he does now. He donates it to to this uh, this group downtown, who gives it away to people that are addicts. Mm-hmm. So we're well, stuck with a major problem.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. But, it, I mean, it's smart on business sense, right? Because the more you consume, the more you want to consume, therefore, the more that you buy, you know? But upon, you know, just looking up some information on it, too, uh, it's been a topic that's really interesting to me lately, I think, because I've tried... Um, I was doing a bit of a different type of style diet. It's called the caveman diet just to try it out. And, uh, there's no sugar. There's no fruit, no sugar, and anything. So you're not getting any sugar. And it. it's amazing how much I craved it. I could not believe it. You know, I just want a piece of fruit. I just wanted an apple. Because they're so sweet. But when mm-hmm. I was reading up on some information too, it was saying a lot of these sweet foods, they stimulate to the certain areas of your brain that's super similar to the, to different stimulatory drugs. Yeah. So it basically gives you a hit, a hit, leaving you wanting more. And over Halloween, Matt and I were at my girlfriend's place watching a scary movie, and we had uh, Sour Patch Kids, and they're my favorite. And we kept putting them back in the kitchen, and then getting up and going to the kitchen, and getting more, and getting up and going to get more. Like we could not stop. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, these things are so addicting, and but they're made like that, you know." So
0: yeah, they're designed that way, and that's the sad part about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's very interesting, um, you know, even though you crave sugars, a lot of people crave sugars, and most of the time, it's not that you want something sweet specifically, like, it's not that you need sugar in your, those types of sugars anyways, in your diet, you don't need M&Ms and those kinds of things, like, if you're physically craving sugars, and you're doing it often, then that means there's a lot more going on in your body, and it's actually somewhat concerning. Mm -hmm. Um. And again, it goes back to what we like to talk about keeping things simple with our go-go-go lifestyle these days. You know, we're overstressed, we're under-recovered, we're overworked, we're malnourished, we're (laughs) undernourished, you name it. Uh, Just everyone trying to get on top of each other. That a lot of the time, we start to enter enter what's called adrenal fatigue. So basically a fancy term of saying that we're over-exhausted totally drained, Our hormones are producing properly, they're not uh, level. they're not producing at the right level that they're supposed to be producing at, so then it starts to develop different things. So you've got fat gain, uh, you know, you have trouble sleeping, you're very irritable, you're stressed out, and another one of those symptoms is the fact that you crave sugars. Cool. Um, yeah, so a lot of these people that it's not necessarily something that is just because you know, a lot of clients I talk to are like, I can't help it. I just love sweets. I'm like, well, everyone loves sweets. Like, who, well, I guess if you're not a sweet person, but, you know, everyone's got something that is their their downfall that they love. You know, it's their t- it tastes good. Who doesn't like something like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not because you don't necessarily have enough willpower. It's got nothing to do, really, with the fact that, you know, I just, I can't stop. I can't stop. Well, there's something going on in your body that. Stimulating that craze because you're missing something in your diet, or you're missing something in your lifestyle. You're not getting enough sleep. There's so many different factors that can play into it,
0: and you could just be addicted.
1: Mm-hmm. More, more so, though, that you're you're you know you're lacking things in your diet. When it comes specifically to sugar, there's a lot of things that are going on with your body. So, and a lot of the times, if, this, if these things are ignored. Um, you know, it can lead to things like headaches, uh, loss of energy, and like I was talking adrenal malfunction. So you're just basically not producing the hormones properly. Um, and then what like exactly what we were talking about before, it can be something that's like a constant because there, it's like a drug and you just need it over and over again. So basically it ends up being like a band-aid. So if you ignore the symptoms and you keep just going after the sweets, then it's not going to actually fix the problem.
0: Right, right. There was an interesting book written on that by uh, Dr. Jacob, I think his, his pronunciation is Tiedelbaum, and he wrote Beat Sugar Addiction Now, and he was saying basically the same thing you just said, and described sugar addiction as the canary in the coal mines. In other words, it points to undiagnosed problems, which could mm-hmm. be adrenal glands that are failing, Uh, It could be bacteria in the gut that's bad. It could be a thyroid failure. It could be yeast infections, adrenaline overload, uh, or, you know, so different things. So I think it's a real problem that people just sort of gloss over.
1: But the thing is, Scott, like all these symptoms, all these factors that we speak about, it all comes back down to one thing. And, you know, it's frustrating when people get all up in arms and it's, oh, I have a thyroid problem, I have cancer, like, yeah, these things could lead to that, 100%, but there's always simple solutions to start out with. And 99.9% of the time, if you seriously implement these simple solutions, then you'll be able to adjust the problem and not just put a band-aid over these things, but actually start fixing what's going on and what's wrong with your body right now. And what's wrong with your hormones and your sleep patterns and those kinds of things. So, it's very important to be aware of it, I think, and to understand these types of things, but not, you know, you don't need to go jump off a bridge. <laughs> you just right. need to do a couple simple things that you create as a habit that you'll, I mean, you'll notice very, very quickly some changes.
0: So what are some of those things? Uh,
1: well, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but you definitely need to be getting enough sleep. Um, if you ask a lot of your body and you ask a lot of yourself throughout the day, through your workouts, at work, with your children, with your family, with your social life, and you need to allow your body enough time to recover. And this is something that I, I believe in just from personal experience. Mm-hmm. So I always suggest you don't need just eight hours of sleep. You need to make sure you're getting the eight hours uh, by going to bed between 10, 30, and 11. So this goes back from when, you know, we were cavemen, and we'd go to sleep at the sun and rise at the sun. So, a lot of us are rising before the sun or with the sun, but we're going to sleep way after the sun goes to sleep.
0: Right? So, so, so in, in Vancouver, where I live, in January, I'd be getting up at 11 o'clock and I'd be going to bed at 4. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Because <laughs> the sun doesn't get up very early, and then I'm exaggerating a little bit, mm-hmm. but... Uh, And then if I but I was in Hawaii and I'd be up at uh, probably five thirty six and I'd be in bed at six if I was going to bed when the sun went down. So yeah, well, and I mean you're not going to do
1: exactly that these days, but that's typically what they would do back then because I mean you'd you'd wake up, you'd hunt, you'd kill, you'd eat, you'd rest, like
0: have a little fire, sit around the fire, and
1: then go to bed. Yeah, exactly. So and again, like these are guideline principles, but your best hours of recovery between ten thirty and twelve for 10 and 12. So you can be getting the right amount of sleep, but your circadian rhythms, you need to make sure that you're getting enough recovery, and those happen between those specific hours. Right. So you get, uh, you know, different types of dreams and different types of, like, like REM sleep and different types of sleep, and you need to make sure you go through all those cycles to be fully rested. Now, is that going to happen every night? Probably not. You know, like, that's, that's crazy to think. But again, if you keep these things and develop them as habits, the more often you get the right amount of sleep, um, the less often you'll crave sugar, for example, and the more often that your hormones will be balanced and you'll feel better, basically.
0: <laughs> and for I think for a lot of us, that just going to bed at 10 o'clock could be harder than than not having sugar.
1: Uh, it could be, yeah. And then you just, you know, you have to ask yourself because a lot of the sugar will lead to, to weight gain, right? So you're gaining a lot of weight because you're eating a lot of sugar, then, you, you know, it just... Most people get to a point where they're just finally uncomfortable enough where they're saying, okay, enough, enough. What changes do I need to make? And then you make one change at a time. You implement one habit at a time and don't add on anything else until you feel confident. You know, on a scale from one to ten, you can do this habit with your eyes closed. You can handle it. But it just, you know, it gets to a point where do you want to change it or not? And if you don't, Mm then that's fine.
0: And you just need discipline to do it, Right.
1: Mm-hmm. and a reason to want to do it, right? You know, a just scare, for example, or you're just sick and tired of constantly being exhausted. That was me. I was sick and tired. <laughs> I was over it. Um, or you really want to get back into shape, or you want to lose the weight, or you're being, you know, told by your doctor that you're going to get type 2 diabetes. These are all factors that you can manipulate the variables and change for the better. So mm-hmm. it just comes down to why do you want to do it, and again, if you don't, then don't. If you do, then do. <laughs>
0: Right, so the first one is get, some, get enough sleep and start by making sure that you get sleep between 10 and midnight because that's when your body regenerates and heals mm-hmm. itself and all that sort of good stuff. Mm-hmm. So and then that? the
1: second thing I would say is just always making sure you're eating breakfast and a well-balanced diet. So specifically what I mean by that is every time you eat a meal, make sure you're getting a thumb, two thumb sizes of fat and a palm size of protein. So um, a lot of the time if you crave sugar as well, you're not, during your regular diet, during your regular day, you're not getting the right enough portions every single meal. So a lot of, you, you know, here are North Americans or um, carb junkies. We like to have refined carbohydrates all the time. So this is, this is fairly true. A lot of people will have a lot more carb- refined carbohydrates than they need in their diet, and they'll ignore things like fats and proteins. Um, there's various different reasons for that, but that, the lack of specific portions at each meal means you're not getting the right amount of nutrients in at each meal, um, and therefore you're not having a well-balanced diet. So then you'll start, your body will start um, craving things because it's missing things in its body, very simply put. Does that make sense?
0: Yep, yep. Perfect.
1: So, again, something very simple. You know, once you Maybe you don't have to start with sleep. I can appreciate how difficult it is to do the sleeping part, so maybe you can wait for that one. But one (laughs) habit you could start with is at every meal, you do palm-sized protein and two-thumb-sizes of fat. At every single meal, you do that. And if you're having a snack, you can make it a palm-sized protein or two-thumb-sizes of fat. So just making sure you're getting more of those things in at every meal. Perfect. And the third thing I would say is just... This is something I noticed a lot when I was doing um, my caveman diet. Is just eliminating artificial sweeteners. So you're going to do this by avoiding obviously sodas, soft drinks, that kind of thing, um, and then things like sugared yogurts. Anything that is artificially sweetened that you do, that doesn't need to be sweetened um, and that has a lot of different types of sugar in it, then you want to start avoiding those types of things. So you can buy things like greek yogurt um and you can slowly wean yourself off like we talked about before wean yourself off of the soft drinks and the pop because that's definitely Mm -hmm. not something you need um but it's it's just a good way of teaching your body that you don't necessarily you know you don't need those types of sweeteners um and it's going to start teaching your body to not to not want them um and and that's my whole thing you know if you just start getting used to it like i used to love putting on tons of different condiments on my food and I just eventually stop doing it one at a time and I don't miss it at all. So that's my belief is if you just get used to not having it, then you really won't miss it.
0: (laughs) That's right. And just taking those small steps and pretty soon you're, you're exactly where you want to be.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just one small thing at a time. So if you're facing, you know, a little bit of a scary moment and you're told you really need to change up your diet, start with one thing at a time. Um, And, you know, one of the simplest things that maybe you would want to start with, which is my last recommendation, is just don't bring it home. Don't buy it. If you don't have it, you won't eat it. You know, everyone, you're human just like everyone else. Like I said, there's very few people who don't actually like sweet foods or, you know, foods that aren't really good for you. So if you don't have it in your house, you're so much less likely in a snowstorm to go drive to the store and get it. And at that point, if you really, really want it, then maybe you're going to treat yourself yourself. Um, you know, go have a little thing, ice cream or something. But um, if it's not here, and I goes for myself. If I don't have it here, I won't eat it. So just don't tempt yourself like that. Make it easy on yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you can resist anything but temptation.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and things like, if you really want to make a change and you have a social group that goes out for dinner crazy often, like maybe just say, okay, I'm not going to go that much with you guys just for right now until I get myself where I want to be or, you know, you just don't even look at the dessert menu. <laughs> I was traveling recently and I just, I didn't want to because I didn't want to feel gross after and, you know, lethargic. So I just was like, no, I'm not even going to look at the dessert menu. I really don't want that. So just, you know, you just don't sense yourself.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, keep, and I guess one of the other things too is, is making sure that the people in your life are aware of what you're trying to do and supporting you in it, whether they're actually coming along with you or not, because there's nothing worse than sitting with somebody and they get a bowl of ice cream and they're eating the ice cream and they're going, mmm, yummy, and you're trying not to eat the ice cream, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's not, that's never fun. So, you know, you often, you see when my girlfriend and I were talking about this weekend, like you're competing for a fitness show, like a full-on fitness show, your social life, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot that you can't do because, you know, you can't drink, you can't eat certain foods, and you have to eat your very regimented diet, so, you know, often you're right, letting people know what it is that you're doing. They'll be there with open arms to celebrate you, with you when you are come at the end of it. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. And hopefully, that's also you know we don't live in a vacuum, and hopefully that also inspires other people to start taking better care of their bodies and and being healthier as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And especially you know women in the family, like the your your children and your husbands or your partners are going to follow suit. I I promise you. It's it's always the women that are the ones that set the tone for the family. So, in most cases, anyway. So. Yeah. You know, no, you're right. A lot of responsibility, but
0: you can also make a big change. Yeah, have a huge impact. Mhm. Cool. So those are some really good uh, uh, tips and strategies for breaking our sugar addictions, Mia.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. Uh, so you were at uh, you were at an event recently, and uh, one of the people that you do some coaching did really, really well. That was Stephanie uh
1: yes she did amazing she looked phenomenal it was her first ever fitness competition she's a mother of three and um she's in her 40s i believe and uh she just got so many compliments and it was just such a great experience it was one of my most favorite journeys to watch her transform and watch her on stage as a judge was so cool because i just i saw her up there and she did really, really well, so she should be very, very proud of herself. I know I've had a lot of people come up to me and, you know, they were like, I can't believe how good Jeff looks, so <laughs> we're very excited about that. Way to go. And, uh, the Run Your Life Coaching Group, too, just uh, hired and partnered with two new coaches, so not only are we working with Tracy now, we're also working with Kristen Hazard and Kristen Johnson. They were both female body by bye Canadian finalists, and uh, Both together, very extensive athletic and fitness backgrounds, both in the personal training world and in the uh, sport world. So we're very excited to be working with those two women. And uh, the mission of the Run Your Life coaching program is bigger and stronger than ever. And we are looking to work with as many women as we can and helping as many people with our 90-day challenges and achieving their goals that they want to achieve. So we are excited and on fire right now.
0: (laughs) That's Awesome. So if somebody want to learn more about the Run Your Life Coaching, Mia, what should they do?
1: They can actually just email us at runyourlifecoaching at gmail.com. They can also, um, well, I mean, to keep in touch with, just to let it, to figure out what it is that we do, you can download the Coaching with Mia app. Um, you can also download under Vice Alice. You can listen to the podcast every week and then subscribe to the newsletter as well and uh, just learn what it is that we're a part of and what we do and send us an email. Let us know exactly what it is that you're looking
0: for and let you know how we can help you. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for taking time out of your busy day, Mia. sure appreciate it. Uh, You've been listening to Weight Loss in the Mind, Think Fit, Be Fit, and we'll see you all next week, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.